At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us. And if you're listening, it's you too. I'm Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock. And we are coming to you live from uh, self-imposed quarantine. Sure are. Um, I think we're both in that sort of position now. Yep. So it's a good time to be social distancing, but it doesn't mean you have to distance yourself from podcasts. I should have thought more about where that was going and it just ended up sounded like the beginning of a commercial. The content you crave. (laughs) Yeah. Listeners, you may be distancing yourself from your friends and family, but you know what you're not distancing yourself from? The sweet, sweet taste of Blue Apron. (laughs) Oh my god. God, I wish we were making Blue Apron money. I wish we had Blue Apron money. Blue Apron, <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this. We're doing, we we, lo- we do such a good job. I've never used your products. I can't pretend I love you, but I, I love your money. And if right now you go to Blue Apron and use the code KEEPER, it won't do anything for your end price, but it will probably raise a lot of questions on their end. And maybe they'll give us a call. <laughs> yeah, just go just go to www.blueapron and in the code box, go ahead and just put in uh, the RSS feed for Cryptid Keeper. <laughs> The entire link, and uh, just see see what happens. It is going to cost you a few hundred dollars, but it might end up doing something cool for us. And isn't that really what it's all about? Damn, I can't believe Crypto Keeper went corporate. We're trying. <laughs> Dear God, we're trying. Yep. Listen, the only reason I'm not a sellout yet is because I haven't found someone who's buying. But <laughs> I'm kind of kidding, kind of not. It's expensive to live. You get it. Mood. But I hope people could tell we're sort of kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kidding. <laughs> I hope that they think we're kidding, unless there's somebody who has the power to offer us those sweet, sweet millions. And then I hope <laughs> they'll call us on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you think we'd make millions off a of Blue Apron sponsorship deal. Oh, I'm 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 aiming so far above Blue Apron right now. We've transcended Blue Apron. Oh, you you took that trip on your own and you left me behind in the dust. Elon Musk, fund our podcast. It'll be Absolutely the best thing you do not. for humanity before you leave this earth. I will not take Elon Musk's money. <laughs> I will take his money and I will put it to good use. I'll put okay, it to fair. better use than he's using it for. Wouldn't be hard. Yeah, seriously. Elon Musk do anything at all with your money that isn't a space car challenge. (laughs) (laughs) If we're done bullying uh, one of the most famous, terrible, rich people... (laughs) I don't think it counts as bullying if it doesn't work. Okay, that's... I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's a hole you want to go down. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was a really broad statement that I'm not actually willing to back up. Yeah, I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's... A road you want to take right now, but uh, this is a podcast. Well, it sure is. I think. I think the interesting thing is that it's not a podcast about any of the things that we have thus far talked no, about. No, no, it certainly isn't. Ostensibly, in theory, it's a podcast about cryptids, about about folklore, about about monsters and things that go bump in the uh, 
metaphorical night. Yeah, if you want a podcast strictly about telling you not to bully Elon Musk, there are probably a billion. Oh, I'm sure there are a few. (laughs) But that's not what this is, baby. (laughs) Excuse me. Please don't be worried. I am not sick. I feel like anytime I cough or sneeze now, I have to like follow it up with that. (laughs) The other day, um, actually sort of like when I left my office to come home and start teleworking. Um, it was like a gorgeous day. It was like 70 something. I just like rolled down the windows and I put on Don't Fear the Reaper. And I was just like, I'm going to take a moment to be the protagonist of reality and listen to the soundtrack of everything that's happening to me personally. I love that for you. Yeah. So every time somebody coughs, and this has been true for years and years and years and years and years, um, and it's like so much worse now, but also my brain, like the weird indulgent side of it is sort of like, haha, finally, I'm right. Anyway, anytime somebody coughs, I just immediately relive all six hours of the 1994 stand miniseries in my brain Mm -hmm. um so that's sort of where i've been at that's so scary yeah so um so i was in my yard and like a a a raven flew overhead and it was like and i was like oh god (laughs) it's him this is where it begins i forgot the man's name i forgot the name the 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 canadian tuxedo the devil the devil walking the devil what is his name Randall Thank you. <laughs> My brain was, he who walks between the rows, uh, the walking dude, Canadian tuxedo, Matthew McConaughey. Like, like anyone else in the Stephen King verse, you refer to him by all 60 of his names. Honestly, Matthew McConaughey should play him, but that's in, in any, if they were ever going to make any more. Honestly, it's true. But that's uh, not. I mean, Jamie Sheridan was phenomenal, though. Oh, he was great. I just meant if they were going to recast it ever, it's the only solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally pitch perfect. This casting. is not a. Stand podcast. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is our stand cast. The only point I was trying to make is the reason I was ca- I coughed is because I woke up not 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and you're allergic to being sweepy. Uh, well, no, I'm still clearing my throat out, but also yes. <laughs> do you have a monster for us at some point? I do, actually. I'm being very self-indulgent today. <laughs> just the specter of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Can you imagine if that was the topic of this episode, though? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Uh, or should I say, all right, all right, all right, everybody. We're going to have... Ayo. I, I, it's not funny if I did it twice in a row within like 20 seconds of itself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Rule of three. You got to do it one all more right, time. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I can't do a Matthew McConaughey impression. I want to talk about Haunted Dolls again. Oh, again. I told you I was going to do a part two. You did. You did say that. And uh, if I'm being honest, it's been a rough couple days. So I decided to research something that would creep me out, but also make me happy. So. Fair and valid. Hopefully this is the kind of scary that's like the fun kind of scary to distract from the like real actual bad kind of scary. Uh, That's my goal. And that's honestly like something that I I love about about scary things, spooky things like horror stuff is it can be a way to sort of explore the sensations of fear and like live in those feelings with also the knowledge that you are safe from what's happening on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so my point is, as we go through the subject matter today, just know that at the very least, you don't have one of these haunted dolls in your house. Now, before we begin, are any of the haunted dolls you're going to visit with us today um, currently up for purchase or are they all historical? Oh, I have several that are up for purchase. Yes. In fact, Alex... I don't know if you know this, because a certain podcasting dynasty has focused pretty heavily on the fact that there are lots of haunted dolls available for purchase on eBay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm well aware. Did you know that you can buy many haunted dolls, not on eBay, but uh, if you're feeling a little more indie, if you're feeling a little more artisanal, you can buy haunted dolls on Etsy. On Etsy? Yeah, you can buy haunted dolls on Etsy. There are bespoke haunted, there are uh, upcycled haunted dolls? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. 
In fact, honestly, since you're so excited about it, before I, I had some, I had like a sort of order I was going to go in, but I'd kind of like to hit a couple of the Etsy listings right off the bat. Uh, yeah, do that, please. Okie dokie. Um, so unfortunately, this one is not actually available for purchase. She is reserved, but... Oh, man. I know. So you're just going to have to... Where's the description? Sorry. The mobile version of Etsy. I'm trying to find the actual... There it is. <laughs> um... So this one is reserved. You cannot purchase it. But if it did somehow become available again, it is $56.25, a bargain. Uh, and this is reserved. Constance, active haunted spirit doll, unusual icy pink eyes, changes in temperature, lights keep burning out. <laughs> what? It is a doll with red hair and kind of strange pink eyes. It does look very haunted. This one's reserved for someone named Alicia. <laughs> Uh, okay, Alicia. So this doll named Constance belonged to the daughter of a British socialite and American dental surgeon who lived in one of the largest and oldest homes in a nearby university town. Oh. The family was unbelievably dysfunctional, and although the parents were still married, the family was rarely together. A few years after their three children were born, their father accepted a job in Chicago and his family stayed there. Or stayed here. Although I wasn't friends with the mother, whom I'll call Wendy, I know who she is. This is the description of the Etsy seller. I'm listening. It's interesting. If there was an auction with European antiques, she would be there. Some of the stories about her were legendary, but also true. She was easily recognized. She had the look of a pop fashion model, a bit like a blonde posh spice. I also have seen her in Walmart, of all places. Interesting. She was pushing a cart of paper plates and cups, lunch snacks, laundry detergent, and an ironing board. She was wearing a sable fur coat that probably cost $25,000. They had one girl named Olivia and two boys named Samuel and James. As parents, they overcompensated for their family life by buying the kids everything under the sun. On a weekend with the kids, Olivia's father gave her an unusual doll with eerie eyes that looked like pink ice. Soon after the doll arrived, Olivia named her Constance, and she began to act strangely. She was always whispering to someone when she was in her room. Wendy even took her daughter to see a therapist to find out what was going on. Her mother decided she had an imaginary friend because she was lonely, and that a puppy would solve the problem. Olivia loved the puppy and did spend more time with him, and the pup slept on the floor next to her bed. Um, there's some kind of just very boring stuff like about her going to school, but while she was off for school, the mother went upstairs and heard the dog whining. Mm-hmm. He was in Olivia's room, trapped in the closet. Oh. Wendy let the little fellow out and was livid. After school, she lectured Olivia about taking care of the dog. In tears, Olivia claimed Constance had locked the dog in the closet. Um. Oh, yes. Then later, one night at bedtime, all the kids were tucked into bed, and Wendy went downstairs to watch some TV with a glass of wine. An hour later, Samuel, that's one of the other children, was screaming because he was locked in his closet. Wendy blamed Olivia and went to question her, and Olivia was locked in her own closet. Sobbing hysterically, that's when they all decided Constance had to go. Oh my god. Wendy found a home for the doll with Laura, a local historian who dabbled in the paranormal, and the two of them discovered that Constance was a real person who lived in the house in the early 1920s. Constance is a very active doll, and I believe she is in search of a child's spirit she can call her own. Well, that's horrifying. I don't believe Constance is mean-spirited. Um? I've observed abrupt temperature changes with Constance in the house. I mean, it sounds like I'd be more concerned about, you know, the, the closet locking behavior. I know, right? You know you know what one of my favorite things in the world is, though? This is a store that specializes in selling haunted items. Truly wild. It's called Favorite Haunts, this Etsy store. And I just really quick, I'm going to come back to some of the other Etsy listings, but before I jump away from this listing, I want to read you some of the reviews. 
<laughs> oh, please, God. <laughs> this, this, this shop has 76 reviews. It has a five-star rating. It's doing very well. This one's my favorite. From Miranda on March 19th, 2020, very recent. She says, oh, I adore this one already. Only had him for an hour, and he's an excellent dark demon. <laughs> Great shop and owner. We'll be buying from here again. She bought a dark spirit box. I, that's, um, wow. This one's a haunted thing. This one makes me laugh. It was a medium haunted mystery box, and it was, this has got to be the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever gotten for my husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's a lot. Now, also, I should I should say this Etsy shop doesn't just sell haunted things. Apparently, she also sells jewelry. So a couple of these reviews are just like, this is a nice necklace. Oh, God, I hope that I never get to know the difference between those reviews. <laughs> I, you know, I just want to read one and just sort of decide for myself which object it's referring to. Mm -hmm. Decide for yourself. Well, some of them it overtly says, oh, here we go. This is one where she got a haunted doll to join her other haunted dolls. Oh, bless up. Clara has arrived and is settling in with her sisters. They eagerly <laughs> await her th their third, but seem super happy together. Kathleen is amazing, and this package came fast and was beautifully packaged with an extra little surprise. I wonder I if it was- I believe that when she says sisters, she does not mean like- uh, like they are sisters in sort of make and model, and I hope she also does not mean sisters as in happy little family. I hope she means sisters as in the they have dark designs together in the <laughs> coven of haunted dolls, which now Clara has joined. Oh, I agree. I agree. Oh, it's so funny though. I have to say, it's so funny to look back and forth between these reviews and see like very standard looking Etsy reviews for like homemade jewelry, mm -hmm. and be like, "This is a really nice quality necklace, and I really like the pendant," and then be like, "This haunted doll." <laughs> Oof. Anyway, um, oh, one more review before we hop away. Just a, not a cautionary tale, but just, you know, in case we were thinking of taking this too lightly. This is from November 20th, 2019. This box took a couple of days to get comfortable before showing any signs of spiritual properties. It has now become so active, it is joining my cabin of treasures to be further explored. I'm a frequent customer of Kathleen's. I can personally attest that all items Kathleen sales and stories behind them are 100% true. Don't take these purchases lightly. Thanks again, Kathleen. Thanks again, Kathleen. It's the fact that the haunted doll seller's name is Kathleen also delights me very heavily. Honestly, that is sending me. I don't know why, but it's so funny and I'm so glad you said it. It's because her name isn't like Marabella or like something like that sounds mysterious. It's just Kathleen. Evelyn. Yeah, it's just Kathleen. Thanks, Kathleen, for the haunted doll. Like, oh, that's Kathleen. She's president of the book club, and she also has an Etsy where she sells haunted dolls. And jewelry. Did you try her brownies at the bake sale? <laughs> uh. Oh, Kathleen is here for the PTA meeting, and her trunk is full of wonders. <laughs> she brought Clara haunted doll glassy eyes. <laughs> the descriptions always make me laugh, I'm not going to lie. So I would like to now, uh, before I go into some like actual haunted dolls, uh, I found this really cool article from the Smithsonian Magazine. Uh, from 2015, kind of talking about, like, what makes dolls creepy to us. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Uh, I mean, it definitely makes sense. Oh, no, you know what I mean. Basically, just, like, how dolls don't necessarily frighten people, but almost, but a lot of people find them kind of creepy and weird. One second, let me find the paragraph that I really like here. Here we go. This is it. This is the section I wanted to just talk about creepiness as a, like, this is, it, the larger article is really interesting. It's called The History of Creepy Dolls. It's uh, the Smithsonian Magazine article, but uh, this is the section I wanted. Research into why we think things are creepy and what potential use that might have is somewhat limited, but it does exist. 
Creepy, in the modern sense of the word, has been around since the middle of the 19th century. It first appeared in the New York Times in an 1877 reference to a story about a ghost. In 2013, Frank McAndrew, a psychologist at Knox College in Illinois, and Sarah, I'm sorry, Sarah, K-O-E-H-N-K-E, Kenke, a graduate student, put out a small paper on their working hypothesis about what creepiness means. The paper was based on the results of a survey of more than 1,300 people investigating what creeped them out. Collecting dolls was named as one of the creepiest hobbies. Creepiness, McAndrew says, comes down to uncertainty. This is a quote from him. Mm -hmm. You're getting mixed messages. If something is clearly frightening, you scream, you run away. If something is disgusting, you know how to act, he explains. But if something is creepy, it might be dangerous, but you're not sure it is. There's an ambivalence. If someone is acting outside of accepted social norms, standing too close or staring, say, we become suspicious of their intentions. But in the absence of real evidence of a threat, we wait and in the meantime, call it creepy. The upshot, McAndrew says, is that being in a state of creeped out makes you hypervigilant. It really focuses your attention and helps you process any relevant information to help you decide whether there's something to be afraid of or not. I really think creepiness is where we respond in situations where we don't have enough information to respond, but we have enough to put us on our guard. And so then it talks about specifically a little bit here. Um, he says specifically about the doll. Uh, McAndrew says, we shouldn't be afraid of a little piece of plastic, but it's sending out social signals. Um, they look like people, but aren't people. So we don't know how to respond to it. Just like we don't know how to respond when we don't know whether there is a danger or not. The world in which we evolved how we process information there weren't things like dolls. Something I don't something about the sentence there weren't things like dolls makes me so uncomfortable. It's a little spooky, isn't it? I'm sorry, but I'm also mm-hmm. not sorry at all. But it all comes down to something I talk about a lot because I think it's really interesting. And it's the it's 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 essentially like another way of saying it's the uncanny valley. But he's right, like in that we anthropomorph like dolls allow us to sort of anthropomorphize them in a way that a lot of objects don't mm-hmm. because they do look like people and they have faces that are whether intended or not sending social signals quote unquote yeah definitely so you can look at a doll and be like that doll looks like it like it wants me dead <laughs> or like also a lot of dolls sort of fall into the uncanny valley which is just like an uncomfy place to be anyway mm-hmm. oh they 100% do which just real quick i know we use the phrase uncanny valley a lot on this podcast oh, yeah. i don't know that we've ever actually explained what it is or if anybody's wondering oh yeah but the uncanny valley basically refers to a phenomenon which is most visibly seen when you graph it so um basically there there were studies done that had to do with like our level of comfort with something as it looks more and more human mm-hmm. to us, like more and more recognizably human. And what you find is that in the beginning of that graph, uh, the two directly correlate. So the more recognizably human something looks, the more likely we are to empathize with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that like human, quote unquote, can just mean like, you know, if you look at a rock, like there's really nothing there to empathize with. Mm-hmm. Although people have tried <laughs> and yeah. rocks are very popular. So maybe a bad example. But like if you put googly eyes on the rock and you draw a little smile on it, then like we recognize that as a face and we're like, oh, cute. Yeah. Or if you have like something that then has like, uh, you know, a, a, a head and like a little stick body and arms and legs, like that looks more. And, like, so we get more and more and more and more and more comfortable with those things. Until it reaches a certain point. Where it's too close. And then all of a sudden, that graph plummets. So, like, we like things that look more recognizably human up to a certain point, at which point it becomes very, very creepy. 
Mm-hmm. And then once something actually is human, then the graph spikes way back up again. And we're like, oh, a person, thank between, God. <laughs> but in between those two points, where something looks uncomfortably human, but not exactly and specifically human, our brains hate that. Mm-hmm. We hate it so much that we like distrust it. We don't want to look at it. <laughs> Everything in our body wants to kill it with fire. And that's why a lot of people have such a visceral reaction to, like, Sophia the robot. Mm -hmm. Because a lot about her, like, looks recognizably human past the point of, like, clearly being a fake human. Um, But she's also, like, moves in such a way that something in our brain is like, oh, God, no, oh, God, no, that is not a human being. What do I do with this thing? It wants to kill me. Mm -hmm. There's actually a great little – this is, like – I use this reference when I'm explaining it to people sometimes, uh, a breakdown from just a joke in an episode of 30 Rock where they're explaining the Uncanny Valley – And it works really well to me. Like, it's much, you you did a much more in depth than like actually scientific explanation. But the breakdown I essentially, they essentially have with this, they were like, there are the two high points of the the graph. On one side, let's go Star Wars. On one side, you have R2D2 and C3PO, not human at all, but we like them. On the other side, you have Han Solo, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, completely human. We like them. In the middle, you have. CGI stormtroopers or Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. We do not like them. They are bad. They are in the bottom. <laughs> Tom Hanks in the Polar Express is a really good example because it's like at certain points when you're watching that movie, you literally cannot tell. You're like, is this straight up animated? Is it like videoed and then tweaked like in post? Like, what are they doing? It looks so uncomfortable. It looks so creepy. A lot of older, a lot of video games give me that same feeling. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, um, no, I totally understand that. I would like to talk about Poopa, the haunted doll. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's pronounced Poopa or Pupa, and I hope it's not pronounced Pupa. <laughs> I mean, neither way is good. Well, it's, it's an Italian haunted doll, so I think it's like Poopa. Ah, got it. Like, P-U-P- it's spelled P-U-P-A. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a little write-up from nightwatchparanormal.com, written by Andrew Haggerty. You can find write-ups about about, uh, Poop of the Haunted Doll in several places. Um, It's one of the more famous ones that I just didn't happen to cover on our last Haunted Doll episode. So here we go. Poopa was owned by one owner from the day she was given to the child in the 1920s until she died in 2005. The child and Poopa lived in Triste. Italy at the time? Is that how you... I don't know Italy. Um, You're good. They lived yeah. in Italy. Poopa's about 14 inches tall. The head, arms, and legs are made of felt. And the hair is reportedly made of real human hair. Uh, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The owner cherished it throughout her life. The doll traveled from Italy to the United States, then back to Italy and across Europe, and finally ended up back in the USA. She's still in her original clothes, a blue suit made of felt. The original owner said that Poopa was alive and had a mind of her own. She told her grandchildren stories that it was her best friend and most beloved confidant. So, like, as far as I can tell, like, the haunted doll during the life of its owner was very much just kind of a pal, a pal and a buddy. Mm -hmm. Then, since the passing of the original owner in 2005, the family reports that the haunted doll has become very active and seems to want to be released from where she is kept. She is kept in a glass case. There oh, are God. Reports, I mean, I would want out, too. Yeah, there are reports that people of people discovering the glass of the case steamed and inscribed on the steamy glass from the inside of the case by what appears to be a small child's fingertip, the words, Poopa hate. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's just so scary that I start laughing. Often she is said to push things around in the display case. She is said to move by herself. She is placed differently often than the way that the family last saw her. 
More than once, the family have reported her for that. They've reported hearing a sound like someone tapping on glass as they pass her display case. When they turn to look, they have seen Poopa's hand pressed against the glass or her legs crossed when they were not before. One member of the family reportedly managed to catch the doll rising to its feet and walking within the case on video. No! However, however, on the three occasions he tried to upload the video onto YouTube, the video was obscured with a mysterious white film and the words Poopa No is scribbled on the film in childish handwriting. Oh, gosh. Apparently, they're unable to find out where she's currently located. If anyone happens to know, they would like <laughs> to know. She's in hiding. <laughs> she's in witness protection. What did she see? Like, the implication there from them is that she'd like to get out and maybe be reunited with the woman who used to own her. So what I would like to say is free Poopa 2020. Let her out. Free her. Free her. <laughs> she doesn't sound like a malicious doll. She sounds like she's... While well, you have a chance. <laughs> right. She doesn't sound malicious to me. She sounds like she just doesn't want to be in a box, which, like, fair. Yeah, I got that. I mean, same. I wouldn't want to be in a glass case either. I also don't want to be boxed in. I think the reason I laughed a little bit at the poopa hate thing is not because it's, like, not scary or sad. It's both. But also it's, like, weirdly cute, that phrase. Oh, it's, like, freaking hysterical. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> poopa Hate. Hate. <laughs> <laughs> but also, please let her out. She hated. Please let her out. She doesn't Puma like glass case. I'm so, I do. <laughs> if there really is a spirit in that doll, it's really sad that she lives in a glass case. Mm-hmm. They should let her out. In all seriousness, how come they haven't? Like, the first time a doll that I had displayed any semblance of sentience and knowledge that it was being kept in captivity... Please finish that sentence. I feel like I would at least, like, I feel like I'd let it out. Okay, so it was hypothetical. Thank you. (laughs) When you started that sentence, I got so concerned. You know, when I had a haunted doll. Well, you said, yeah, the first time a doll of mine displayed signs of sentience. (laughs) Sorry, you're right. That pause did not make it clear that it was hypothetical. (laughs) There are so many ways it could have ended, and I desperately needed to know that it was the one where it ended up. Hey, Alex, would you like to know what the story is behind the creepy Janesville doll? Yeah, I would, actually, if you would please tell me what the story is behind the creepy Janesville doll. Good, um, because Amanda Tullis of the13thfloor.tv has an article about it. So since 1976, a mysterious doll has been sitting in the attic of a home in Janesville, Minnesota. His blank stare hides behind his porcelain face as he overlooks the street below. His presence is felt by all who pass by, and an uneasiness sits in the, hair, the air like a heavy fog. Why is the doll there, and what does he want? So he's the Janesville doll, also known as the Janesville baby. He is a legend <laughs> in the so town. Much worse. I know, it's really bad, I'm sorry. There are basically a ton of different versions of the story as to just, like, why that doll is there and, like, what that doll is. Um, There's the idea that um, there was a doll placed in memorial of the... uh, of the of a child of the owner of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another that uh, there was an exorcism and then uh, that went wrong. And then the daughter's soul took up residence in the doll and she put it in the window. There's another even more sinister version, which is that the doll is actually a demon in disguise. The demon Ooh. resides in the doll and will possess anyone who looks at him. Don't look at him. I, yeah, I, you couldn't pay me enough. Many individuals also claim to have seen the doll walking around in the attic. 
Certain times of day, apparently, he comes to life and runs back and forth in the dust-filled room, giggling with glee. People have caught him staring at them. Other people insist that the doll changes positions in the window. Like, it's, this is one of those where it's likely that people are just trying to creep each other out and make themselves feel spooky scary. Mm -hmm. Now, this is fun. This gets even wilder. I want you to hear this. The doll belonged to a man named Ward Went. Went was a collector of antiques and collectibles, which filled his home. He was born in the house, and he lived there until he died in 2012 at age 84. He placed the doll in the window and never told anyone why. Went claimed he wrote the answer to the doll's existence in a note, which he placed in a town time capsule. Unfortunately, the capsule won't be opened until 2176. What a flex! Yes. Whoa. I'm going to start using that as the excuse for everything I do. People are going to be I like, put the hey, answer in a time capsule? where's that report you had due? And I'm going to say, oh, I finished it. I put it in but a time But I put it in a time capsule that won't be opened for 50 years. You can have that report in 100 years. It is done. You cannot prove that it is not unless you want to be the person to open the time capsule 50 years early. Would you like that on your head? Is that what you would like? Seems to me like that would be kind of a disappointment. Uh, so after his death, the doll was removed from his home and taken to the Janesville Public Library, where it is on display. Yeah, that's that's that doll. No, it's such a powerful move on the part of his owner. Like, what if... Yeah, seriously. In 100 years, they open that time capsule, and, and the note is just like, psych. <laughs> it's just a long prank like a really long prank that'd be so wild it's just like gotcha bye <laughs> made you look <laughs> you thought <laughs> silly so here is from the sun.co.uk a report of a ghost hunter having a frightening interaction with a haunted doll Ooh. so uh this is from july 14 2019 by phoebe cook um, yes, the sun is a less than reputable source. I know this already. I would not trust them with most news. I will trust them on their ghost news. Fair and valid. Just because it's fun. Uh, a haunted doll appeared to tell a ghost hunter, I want to burn your eyes out and release me in a creepy video. Oh my gosh. This was Danny Moss of Pick TV's Paranormal Captured, claims to have recorded the chilling words at a secret location in Cheshire. So this is a doll kept in a blessed glass box. Um, since supposedly the 1600s, this ghost hunter calls her Grace and claims that the spirit of a witch in the 1600s attached itself to the doll. Now, in the film recorded last month, Mr. Moss can be seen holding a crucifix and asking, what do you want to burn? To which a voice chillingly replies, your eyes. Oh, no. The sounds were captured on an S-box, which is something that scans white noise while blocking out radio interference. This is a pretty common thing for uh, ghost hunters to use. Um, I've also heard people call it, like, a ghost box. He said uh, he and his haunted hunts team say that she's kept in a blessed glass box with protective symbols on it, as they are unsure what supernatural powers she may have. A second video recorded on camera in an otherwise empty room appears to pick up a knocking noise and the same voice saying, Release! release now he says uh what is also significant is that a few years ago we captured a voice saying something along the lines of reap your eyes and a number of people have had the sensation of their eyes burning but we never thought too much of it until this incident but we never thought too much of it <laughs> friends no you thought far too little of it it would seem he added it is interesting as it is always three knocks wherever we take the doll and always the same voice 
Oh, I don't care for that. I love that he says this. Mr. Moss says, uh, People may be skeptical and say our Greystall findings are fake, but we have caught them in real time, and I'll admit, even I was never a big believer, but this item is just amazing. I've never seen anything like it. I love the audacity of a guy who literally hosts a supernatural TV show to be like, I was never a big believer in the supernatural, but this doll? Yeah, come on. That's very funny to me. I have one more haunted doll, and then I actually have a treat, a a treat, a deviation from the traditional haunted doll, but I will tell you that only when it comes to it. A treat. You have been an agreeable boy, and mother will take you to the shore to see the sailing ships. Sorry, have you seen that meme? (laughs) I want fancy cakes and creams. (laughs) Thank you you for knowing exactly what I was talking about and not being horrified. (laughs) No, no, no. I I was right there with you, which is maybe worse. This is from an even less reputable source, which is the Daily Mail. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry, unsavory sources on this the Cryptid Keeper podcast. <laughs> Mother of one says possessed China figure is haunting her family after husband wakes with doll hand sized scratches on his leg. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> a mother believes that her family is being terrorized by a haunted China doll, which she has banished to the shed. <laughs> Oh, banished it has been. Sorry, Dolly, you must go in the punishment shed. (laughs) You have been a naughty Dolly, and you must go to the punishment shed. You've been a naughty Dolly, and you must go into the punishing shed. (laughs) You may come out when you have learned to be an agreeable young lady and not scratch my husband with your unholy little fingers. (laughs) Um... Anyway, after her husband sustained small doll hand scratches on his leg, Debbie Merrick, 50, says she feels sick just touching the toy after she bought it three weeks ago from a secondhand shop for five pounds. What a bargain. And I hate to have to be the person to bring this up, but like, people do know you are allowed to throw away dolls, right? Like, you don't have to... No, you can't actually. It's illegal. (laughs) You have to lock it in a shed until it becomes purified. Like... You can put it in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) She kept it in their spare room. Uh, The mother of one says her husband, Cameron, also 50, woke up with unexplained small scratches on his right leg a week after the doll's arrival in their home. The doll is very fun. I love this doll. She's wearing a wedding dress and a veil and has, like, kind of a sassy facial expression. (laughs) Like, she looks like she knows exactly what she did and she doesn't regret even one bit of it. That's a good haunted doll energy and I like that. Mrs. Merrick's friend, a medium, told her that the doll has something in it, prompting her to fearfully bundle it into a box in the shed. (laughs) Again, no, we don't throw dolls away here. I guess not. She's since found the doll has moved. The doll has moved and taken its own necklace off while in the box. So Mrs. Merrick has put the doll on eBay. Not thrown it away. Sold selling it on eBay. The fact that people are trying so hard to make money on their haunted dolls indicates to me that they're not really all that concerned about their spouses or children or pets. They, they're just trying to make a quick buck. Like, okay, listen, I've got a haunted doll. It did lock my dog and my daughter in a closet. But if I can get 50 out of it, I can get 50 out of it. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's not like she's in the hole for a very expensive doll. This was five pounds at a secondhand shop. <gasps> yeah, come on. She says the smoke alarms keep going off, and one night I heard the floorboards creaking and thought it might have been my daughter, but when I checked on her, she was asleep. Oh, uh, goodness. Holly keeps telling people that the creepy doll scratched her, da- her dad's leg. <laughs> she says if she doesn't manage to sell it, she'll donate it. No! <laughs> What's wrong with people? <laughs> 
if you well and truly believe your doll is haunted and attacks people, why are you trying to offload it on someone else? Anyway, it's on eBay. She's selling it for the steal of 25 pounds, only four times what she paid for it. Five times, times what she, she paid, paid for it. it. I'm bad at math. I went to theater school. Like, what is she just charging a finder's fee? Like, I don't understand. Cost of shipping, you know? Like, that's it. She, listen, if her family is going to be tormented and her husband is going to be attacked by unknown forces, she's going to make a profit. I would pay someone else to take that thing off my hands. I agree. She's literally like, I'm too afraid to touch this doll, but I will sell it on eBay to someone who's willing to pay me 25 pounds for it. I'm just, I'm frankly terrified of this doll, but I did set up a nice photograph so you can see exactly what it looks like. The photos are not very good, actually, because it's of her, like, in the box. Well, yeah. In the shed. It's so funny. Um, No, it always makes me laugh when people are trying to make a profit off of their, like, horrible haunted thing that made them very afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why do you, one, want to give this to someone else who will also be afraid? And two, you're trying... Man, capitalism is wild. We're just out here trying to make a profit off our haunted dolls. Truly wild. Um, So I have a... I have a special treat. I have a special treat for us all. Oh, a treat? Mm-hmm. Oh, a treat, you say? I've been to the shops and I've brought us all a marvelous <laughs> treat. It is Christopher the Haunted Teddy oh, Bear. Christopher, a haunted teddy? From the shops for me? He's a haunted teddy who lives in Miami. <laughs> God. Okay, so I'm just going to read the article now. Um, This is from the Bachelors Grove Cemetery and Settlement Research Center. This is uh, also, this article is pulled from uh, from www.examiner.com. The Miami Paranormal Research Society specializes in haunted dolls and other items. So that they, it's essentially talking about all the different, they have a lot of different collectibles. They're talking a little bit about like other haunted dolls. I'm skipping ahead through that. Just if it jumps, you're going to be, I didn't want you to be confused. So now. Oh, much appreciated. The focus of his article is an adorable brown bear named Christopher, who somehow never made the final journey with his deceased child owner, and yet the bond remains unbroken. Christopher was found in a thrift store in Illinois. He sat on the shelf beside many other abandoned childhood treasures. This particular bear was much different from the others because he had an energy about him. His energy is described as a magnet. It is not difficult to connect with Christopher or the spirit connected to him. In fact, his first night in his new home yielded the name of Christopher. What is still unknown is if the spirit of the little boy attached to the bear was named Christopher or if that was the boy's name for the bear. Christopher soon came into contact with a sensitive, a high priestess of witchcraft who had also heard the name of Chris without having been told anything about the bear. She was also able to sense the spirit of the little boy of about four years old wearing a baseball cap. Children are able to sense remarkable things about Christopher. He was first residing in a home with a young girl. Within a few days after Christopher's arrival, the girl was awakened one stormy October night. She told me that she saw a little boy looking at her from outside her mother's bedroom window. She described him as liking sports. How do you know this? I asked. Did you talk to him? Because he's wearing a baseball hat, she said. Well, that seems a little bit presumptive. <laughs> so, um, let me see. From further study of Christopher the bear, it is believed that this little boy died a tragic death and then his spirit was attached to the bear. The activity that has been reported with this teddy bear is amazing. It is said that other toys in the room are found in other locations. What is most amazing is that Christopher the bear moves into different positions on his own and even changes facial expressions. I wanted to let us sit with that. Oh, I don't like that. 
It sounds like Christopher is like yeah, a pretty good natured. I I don't like haunted doll, but like that is creepy, and I'm sorry, that's just creepy. But hey, he likes sports. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Thomas Myers, one of the founders of the Miami Paranormal Research you Society. Did? This is the article. I'm sorry. Oh, the article. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow, that's more research than any of us have ever done. If I got an interview in the last, like, two days with this man. That'd be phenomenal. I'd be very impressed by you. would be wild. Um, no, I'm not that impressive. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, don't say that. He described his first encounter with Christopher and the first time he noticed the bear's expression changed. I was driving, and we were taking Christopher on an investigation out at Evergreen Cemetery to see if he reacted. He never reacted in the cemetery, but while we were on our way, I was joking about him, and when I looked at him, I noticed he was making a very unpleasant facial expression. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I kind of like Christopher. (laughs) He was like, don't you joke about me, I'm right here. Like, wow, okay, extremely rude. (laughs) Um, my reaction was one of surprise, and after a few minutes, I think my surprise mollified him because his expression became cheerful. I was so shocked that I grabbed him underneath his chin and began examining him. Christopher is by no means a malevolent spirit. On the contrary, he is a playful and even helpful spirit. Aww. There has always been a sadness about Christopher. He seems to be searching for a loving family, and hopefully, the lost spirit of little Christopher experiences the joy of childhood, which in this life he did not. Like, that one's actually kind of sweet. Like... The teddy bear changing faces is scary, but, like, it's kind of sweet. <laughs> He's grumpy. Yeah, he was just, like, like, it's not, like, a scary thing. It's just he made too many jokes about him, and he was like, stop it. Wow, so rude. <laughs> Hurting my feelings. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so scared by the teddy bear. And then he was like, okay, now we're even. <laughs> I'm trying to get this page to load. If it doesn't, you may be spared, but I found an entire article of multiple, much less friendly haunted teddy bears. Oh, no. This is from MysteriousUniverse.com. Here we go. Tell me about the haunted boys. Here's an account that came. This is a Mysterious Universe article, Tales of Sinister, Haunted, and Possessed Teddy Bears. And this first one comes from a Reddit user who says she found a little black teddy bear one day as she was looking at yard sales with her kids, um, made of chenille with black buttons for eyes, clearly vintage, um, Dating back to the 1900s. So she bought it for $3, but would soon come to regret it. Here's what happened next. When I got home, I cleaned it up a little and sat it on my bed among some other stuffed animals I had there. Later, I went back to my room to take a short nap. I pushed the animals aside, though the little black bear was close to my arm, and at some point I must have put my hand on it. I guess I dozed off quickly, because when I woke up it was getting dark outside, and I felt as if someone were tugging at me to wake up. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see the little black bear moving. It looked as if someone was tugging it, but there was no one in the room with me. Unseen hands were pulling the bear away from me. Instinctively, I grasped the bear and held it tightly, still amazed to find that something was tugging against me. I sat up and put the table lamp on. The bear fell to the floor. I might have knocked it, or my unseen opponent might have pulled it away. Either way, I was convinced that if this particular little bear was going to be in my home, it wasn't going to sit on my bed. Fair and valid. Yeah, perhaps the ghost of the previous owner didn't like the bear that was that the bear was sold in a yard sale. Who knows? I just know if anyone from the other side misses it, they can visit it in my china closet <laughs> from now on. Uh, yeah. This is a scare. This is a scarier one. This one's from the site Your Ghost Stories. Oh, my ghost stories. Now, this is about a bear named Donnie. Okay. You know, it's somehow so much worse when they have human child names. It's not my favorite. It's not not good for you? Do you not like that? These, like, ratchet up in terms of creepiness, by the way. So this one's not the creepiest one yet. 
The way Donnie acts for what I first thought to be a possessed stuffed animal strikes me as odd. He moves. I know this for a fact, having felt him hold me back when I hug him. That's sweet. I'm sorry. That's cute. And having placed him down, turned for a minute and looked back to find him closer to me. What does happen often seems to only happen if my mom or little brother goes into my room without my permission and I'm not around. That and with my mom, since she's a bit more acute to paranormal things around her if I accidentally leave Donnie in her bedroom. With my mom, he seems to swing down from the ceiling at an angle not possible just to hit her on the head and be resting on the bed the moment she turns to look at him. I've gotten her to go into more detail about it, and she says that she only sees something black in the shape of Donnie swooping down upon her right before he hits her upside the head. (laughs) Swooping got me for some reason. Also, if I leave Donnie alone with her without realizing it, my bear apparently begins to demand to know where I am and say my name over and over until my mom eventually gets fed up with it and throws him at me or tosses him in my room. Oh my god, that's wild! The bear's just like, where's Ashley? Where's Ashley? Where's Ashley? Deborah, where's Ashley at? Deborah, I gotta talk to Ashley. (laughs) With my little brother, I only have one account of Donnie doing anything, and that was standing up on my bed and charging right at him when he went into my room to get one of my CDs while I was at a friend's house. He didn't touch my brother, but he chased him out. Honestly, this 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 guy sounds sounds like a pal. I like Donnie. Honestly, yeah, Donnie's Donnie's like got your back. Donnie's really got your back, man. He's a real friend. Okay, I've got one now. This is the this the one that I found the spook. One of the spookiest. Ooh, spooky scary. Uh, a possessed teddy bear reported on this morning. A toy simply called Mister Ted. Oh. Was bought at a local fair by a woman named Deb- Debbie Davis who claims to have subsequently been plagued by various unexplained phenomena. She said the bear would often issue snorts or growls and even say words like no or go away on occasion. Those who stood too long near it would experience headaches, nausea, and even nosebleeds, to the point that the owner ended up burying it in a field 30 miles away from her home. That is the appropriate response. This morning claims they sent a crew and three volunteers to investigate the reports and spend the night with the possessed bear while being monitored by paranormal researcher Joe Lockwood. They set up CCTV cameras to catch anything unusual. At around 3 a.m., the camera reportedly lost power and it was found that the power cord had been pulled. Oh. Though everyone in the crew insisted it had not been them. During the night, they witnessed a glowing orb, and when the crew asked the spirit to show itself, a voice from the bear reportedly growled, No, leave. (laughs) And then they claimed that a producer of the show who was there suddenly came out with a mysterious bout of nausea and had to be taken to the hospital. Okay, listen, it's spooky. I'm not denying that. But the idea of just going, No, (laughs) is so funny to me. (laughs) No, it's fair. It's fair. It's like, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) And I recognize that I'm an enormous hypocrite for saying this. A haunted doll that looks like a little human orphan girl is, like, very unsettling. A haunted teddy bear is freaking hysterical. (laughs) Like, like a little Victorian doll child being like, I don't like that very much, mummy, is like a much different energy than like a little bear just being like, hey, knock it off, pal. (laughs) No, honestly, I like that a lot. There's a couple more in this article, but those were my favorites. No, I also agree. There's something very, very charming about it. Um, And it reminds me also, 
Because when dolls move around and act on their own, you get Annabelle. And when teddy bears move around and act on their own, you get the Seth MacFarlane movie, Ted. Yeah. (laughs) Those are two very different energies. I do still find anything that's, like, meant to be innocent that is, like, haunted and spooky, like, to be a little scary. But also, at the same time, I agree that it is kind of funny to imagine a teddy bear just be like, It's also like, get out. Again, I know I'm a hypocrite. But, like, just sort of practically speaking, dolls, like, like little porcelain dolls, I feel like would be more capable of hurting me than, like, dolls have little fingies. And if those little fingies were active, like, one, there's more mischief they could get up to. Two, like, you know, again, not to be, not oh, to be morbid, a porcelain doll could, like, shatter part of its own body and use it to hurt you in a significant way. A teddy bear is, oh, like... Oh, I was just thinking that a porcelain doll could strangle you in your sleep. Well, yeah, no, you're 100% right. But, like, a teddy bear? What's he gonna do? Just be a teddy bear. That's all he's gonna do. He's just gonna be he's a little bear. Just gonna be a little guy. Just gonna be a little guy. Um, I would like to read a couple more Etsy listings just to bring us home. Please. I think we all deserve some treats. So uh, next, uh, this is from All Treasures Shack. Haunted doll, woman in green, genuine porcelain doll, fine porcelain, bisque doll, collector doll, lady in green dress, vintage doll for $58. Run that by me one more again. Haunted doll, woman in green, genuine porcelain doll, fine porcelain, bisque doll, collector doll, lady in green dress, vintage doll. Oh, thank you. I didn't catch all that the first time. So Charlotte is a vintage haunted porcelain doll. She was involved in paranormal events. Her home was considered haunted house, and she is one of the doll's haunted collection. Charlotte was a beautiful and sophisticated young woman. A lot of paranormal phenomena surround her. She vibrates energetically at a particular frequency. Buy it at your own risk. And then it just describes the doll itself, and it's like, this is a gorgeous haunted doll wearing a lovely gown. It is a green, fancy, theatrical Victorian dress in three layers with a beautiful hat trimmed with frills, feathers, and ribbons. Oh. That's pretty much the whole entry, actually. I have more, but I just, you know. I'm, I'm good for her, you know? Good for her indeed. Now, how about from Fancy Undercarriage, $100, a little more pricey on this one if you're willing to drop a little more coin. Haunted vintage doll and psychic friend Letitia. Vintage 1960s doll comes with her own Ouija board reading table, candle, tarot deck, custom turban, and fancy hat. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's the whole entry. That's the whole thing. That's it. Okay. No, that's it. I can rest- just yeah, hit me with it one more time. Let me have that flavor again because that was it was over too soon. Haunted vintage doll and <laughs> haunted vintage doll and psychic friend Letitia. Psychic friend Letitia. Item details. Vintage 1960s doll comes with her own Ouija board reading table, candle, tarot deck, custom turban, and fancy hat. So, like, not only is she haunted, she does extremely haunted stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this doll went and got itself possessed. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this one makes me laugh um, because not only is it a haunted doll, but it is in the picture placed in, like, a pentagram drawing on the floor. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Like, well, there's your problem, Susan. For $80, you can buy Haunted Doll Active Spirit. This is Lucy. We performed a seance similar to a witch bottle ritual. This is not a toy. Please be careful with Lucy, and whatever you do, do not let her spirit out of her case. Okay. If you would like a pricier Haunted Doll Active Spirit by the same name from the same seller for $400... 
You can buy the creepiest baby doll I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no. This old finding is from the late 1800s. She was brought to us by a stranger that contacted us through our page, asking us to take the doll because he knows we take a very big interest in these things. He said it was his aunt's doll that she had inherited from a loved one that passed many years ago. He said his aunt loved the doll, but after she passed, he could not keep it because of all the paranormal things that started happening in his house. Lights flickering, doors closing, footsteps from upstairs, knocking noises, cold chills, nightmares, and just the feeling of having eyes on him at all times. So, of course, we took the doll in. Oh, naturally. We've experienced paranormal things since bringing her home. (gasps) Excuse me. I have the hiccups. All the things he described to us. There's no telling who or what possesses this doll. Oh my god, the hiccups are killing me. This doll doesn't want me to talk about it. No, you've been haunted too. There's no telling who or what possesses this doll because she is so old. She has gone through worldwide influenza, the Great Depression, Roaring Twenties, probably even the Civil War, and much more. If you like paranormal things, then this might be the doll for you. Maybe you can figure out who or what possessed the doll. Oh, so it's like it comes with a fun puzzle mystery. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can figure out what possessed the doll. My favorite thing ever is there's only one Etsy review on this seller. It's a four-star review from Maria from March of 2020, and it says, for one of the haunted dolls, it says, Arrived intact. Beautiful doll, in its own way. <laughs> in its own way. That's the whole, in its own way. All right, I have one more, and then we're probably going to call it quits on these, but there are so many of them. So many haunted dolls. Well, hit me up. Don't keep me, don't keep me hanging here. All right, for $40, you, yes, you, can own Haunted Paranormal Baby Doll Doll Baby Kelly Dreams Active Spirit Astral Projects. Okay. This doll is only, again, only $40, but you have to act fast because there's only one of them in stock, and it's already in two different people's carts. Oh, well, goodness. Competition's pretty stiff on this one. So they're in a race against time. Oh, yeah. So meet Kelly. Kelly lived in Atlanta, Georgia. She was a real estate agent and had a very beautiful house in the historic district. What? (laughs) She did well as a real estate agent. Would you like a doll possessed by a real estate agent? No, that sounds way worse than a ghost. She did well as a real estate agent and loved it, but worked so much that her life was not where she wanted it to be. She wanted to be able to fulfill her dreams. Hate when haunted dolls are extremely realistic and relatable. That's worse. Travel, spend time with her boyfriend, and eventually have a family. So she tried to think of ways to make extra money. Well, her house was so fabulous, and she learned that she can rent rooms out as a bed and breakfast. So Kelly ended up making a lot of money and not having to work so much by just letting strangers rent out her rooms. That was great and fine for the first three years, but unfortunately, one night, a stranger murdered her. Oh, gosh. I'm not laughing that the the murder is not the funny part. The funny part is the way that the person who wrote this description just went, that was fine for three years, but unfortunately, one night, that happened. Things were good for a while until the murder. If I believed that Kelly was a real, real real estate agent who was murdered, I would show more deference, but because I'm not sure that I trust Etsy seller... Uh, mystic treasures finds to not just make things up on the internet. Yeah, it does seem like the kind of person who would probably lie on the internet. Her spirit is now and this vessel. Kelly is very active. Also, the spelling of Kelly changed halfway through the entry. It starts by spelling it K-E-L-L-Y and then it changes to (laughs) K-E-L-L-I. Make of that what you will. Sometimes you'll hear the windows rattle. She gets so frustrated that she wasn't able to fulfill her dreams. She needs to be with someone who is understanding. (laughs) It's okay. She needs to be with someone who is understanding and is trying to fulfill their dreams and to travel. If you get this haunted doll, Alex, you have to be willing to take her traveling. (laughs) She has to travel for work. You have to understand. She has dreams and it's a very hard glass ceiling for haunted dolls. Kelly will help you in any way possible. If you feel drawn to her and she is yours. Many blessings, love and light.
Here's the thing about all I can imagine with a haunted doll that was like once the spirit of a real estate agent is um, I'm imagining that uh, she uh, like you bring the haunted doll in your house and instead of the normal like mischief that happens when you bring a haunted item into your house, like scary sounds in the middle of the night and like mysterious scratches, your house starts smelling like freshly baked cookies and like everything's really clean uh-huh. and like you're set up like a showroom and then suddenly there's a for sale sign in front of your house. <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of strangers in your like living room. Yeah, it's an open house, and Kelly's just putting on open houses in your house without your permission. She's, like, wearing a little red blazer that you don't remember buying. <laughs> yes. Her hair is in a sensible bun. Now, here's what I do love about this. What I love about this uh-huh. is that, you know, so much when you hear about, like, hauntings and, like, uh, past lives and, like, experiences like that is it always seems to be, like, sort of the same kind of trope over and over again. And it's like, okay, like, what's the likelihood that all ghosts are Civil War ghosts or Victorian ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it seems like there are disproportionately high number of Civil War and Victorian ghosts to all people who have died ever. So I do kind of love the idea of, like, a ghost or a spirit that's just a real estate agent from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and I have to admit, something about that is, like, so down to earth that I do find it extremely charming. Like, if I'm being honest, if I were gonna buy a haunted doll, I'd probably buy Kelly. I would, too, because I'd be like, what a story that is, you know? Everybody wants to tell the story of, like, oh, yes, this is Hyacinth. She's the uh, Victorian child. She came down with the consumption. It's like, this is Kelly. She used to sell real estate in Atlanta, but now she's here. But you know what? She and I are doing some mutual self-improvement. She's helping me reach my goals. I'm helping her reach hers. We're showing a house in Bristol next Tuesday. (laughs) You put a glass of rosé out for her and it's gone in the morning. (laughs) Oh, I like Kelly. Oh, Kelly can hang. I like her. Oh, man. Listeners, if any of you buy Kelly the Haunted Doll, um, I do want to hear about your adventures together. Please let us know what she was like. Yeah, and please make sure if you're gonna buy her, you have to be willing to travel and follow your dreams because she wants to do that. You gotta live, laugh, love. If you're gonna bring Kelly into your home, you know, you better Oh, not if be you're not living, center. laughing, and loving. <laughs> In this house? If you're not dancing like no one is watching and loving like you've never been hurt, Kelly doesn't want to be in that house. Yeah, that's not a house for Kelly. <laughs> That's not a good energy sphere for her. (laughs) Anyway, um, I thought that maybe Kelly would be the right one to bring us home, and I'm glad to see that I was right. Uh, Uh, And I think Kelly is the right one for someone out there to bring home. To bring home. (laughs) I... (laughs) Anyway, I hope uh, to have provided a pleasant, if spooky, distraction for for folks today. I know that it was fun for me. Well, I had a great time. And so did I. And it was nice to think about haunted dolls for a little while. I'm really excited to sell somebody's home out there on Kelly. And I'm really excited for Kelly to sell somebody's home. (laughs) (laughs) She can get you above your asking price. She's really good at her job. (laughs) She can get you so far above your asking price. And listen, she okay. was doing really, really well until the murder. <laughs> she was doing so well. She was an excellent real estate agent. She just, her only flaw was working too hard. Everything was going great. And then the murder. But now she has a second chance at life in this vessel of a doll. Uh, and you can you can make that possible. This is like that movie Jack Frost, not the one about the serial killer, the one about the bad dad who gets another chance to be a good dad when <laughs> yes. he's a snowman. Yes. 
Kelly was on the right track and then things went wrong, but now she's got another shot. It's like Detective Pikachu, spoilers, where the bad dad gets a chance at being a good dad by being a Pikachu. Yeah, except it's also like Jack Frost, except not the one about the serial killer. God, I love that there are two movies called Jack Frost. They came out like within a year of each other. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can even Google like Jack Frost, late 90s, because... Yeah, and one of them's a heartwarming family film, and one of them's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I think that's going to do it for us today on Le Cryptid Keeper. Do you have any, any, any parting words? I think that's, this is, this is what we got for you right now, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Big thanks to everybody who's hanging in out there. I know times are, are really weird and kind of disorienting and um, changing daily, so who knows by the time this comes out tomorrow. Um, it might be a much different world than the one we're living in right now. But uh, I am so glad to have you all out there uh, live, laugh, loving with us. I, I hope that if you are uh, at home in this time, and if your normal routine has been disrupted, I hope you find little moments of, of joy. And I hope you find moments of togetherness and community even across a great distance. Um, I hope you, if you have the capacity to, are supporting small businesses and artists and independent creators who are being hit kind of hard by this. So um, Mm -hmm. do what you can out there. I know that it's not easy for anybody at the moment, but I hope that, uh, you know, for an hour a week, we can make it a little bit easier. Said probably much better than I ever could. Thank you. Well, you won't know until you Um, try. I I second that. Kelly would want you to take another swing at this. God, you're right. I second that. And and it is really tough out here right now. And I feel like um, the best thing we can do is do our best and try our, try to support each other and like be patient with each other and be kind. Because tensions and stresses are running really, really high right now for just absolutely every single person. Yeah. And I think the only way we're going to get through this is together, uh, even though we have to be apart, you know? Hard agree. Just uh, Cryptic Keeper says, be kind. And yeah, when you if you are someone who's doing well, like I'm lucky enough to have some of my freelance gigs be pretty intact right now. So if you are lucky enough to like have the ability to support people who are struggling right now, uh, like be that small businesses, be that um, on uh, be that uh, independent creators who are are seeing it taking a hit right now, or if you can just contribute to funds for people who have lost their jobs right now, like there uh, there's a cinema workers fund. I retweet a lot of these resources. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably see these. There's a fund for people who work in the bar and restaurant industry, uh, et cetera. We're all just, um, the way we get through this is to look out for each other. So. Yeah, um, definitely. And, um, you know, if you are an independent artist and you have a really great idea for like a, poster that says live laugh love with an extremely haunted real estate doll on it like i'm not gonna say no. oh my god oh my god please 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 because i may be looking to buy that now <laughs> no wait maybe like maybe we need that actually here's the thing i don't want to solicit like free spec work from anybody so this is not me no. trying to solicit free spec work from anybody but if that no, is something no, no. you are interested in designing please contact us this is saying if you have a great concept and you would like us to commission you to design that and you are an artist that has, like, sample ways we can see and stuff, please, like, hit us up probably, Yeah, yes. because honestly, I do think, like, immediately as we were recording this, I'm thinking, like, this is a viable merch option, and I kind of want to live, laugh, love poster with a haunted doll on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, do I want that really bad? Um, <laughs> so, as always, we hope we can keep you around, and stay safe out there.
Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.